Let's begin. From the very beginning, page Kuflam and Gimel. Atem Nitzavam Ayayim Kolchem. Meshra Beda tells you, you are standing today, all of you, Lefnei Hashem Alekechem, in front of the Eibish. Now you may or may not know that it says in Hayyim Yem, yesterday's Hayyim Yem, Takechav Heke Elul, which in Toshin Gimel in 1943, when the Hayyim Yem was prepared with Shabbos, that 11 months a year, Yidin say Mechadash the Chedesh. We say the Shabbos, the Fodash Chedesh, we say Misha Asa and so forth. Tishrei, tomorrow in Shul, Tillam we're going to say, but the Misha also we're not going to say. The reasons are you don't want to give the Sutton the heads up when Ashashana is and so forth. But the Balshem Tev Taich, the Tishrei, the Abish, there is Mechadish, the Chedish, Hashem sanctifies the moon. And with this Koyach, he didn't sanctify the moon during the remaining 11 months. What is the Nusach of Kiddush HaChedish? Of the Ebishter, he doesn't say the same Nusach we say. Misha Asin Isn't Lavei Seim, the Ebish doesn't praise himself, right? He says, Atan Nitzavim. The Kiddush HaChedish of Shabbat of Tishrei, with Ebishter, Atan Nitzavim, the Ebishter sanctifies the month of Tishrei with Yidin. Now Hayyim goes on Rosh Hashanah, and Atan Nitzavim is always before Rosh Hashanah. I mean, the technical reality is, if either the Shoshana and Yom Kippur are Shabbos, then Nitzavim goes with Vayelech. If neither Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is Shabbos, then Shabbos Shuvah is Vayelech, and between Yom Kippur and Sukkot you'll have a Shabbos, which will be Hazinu, and this week is only Nitzavim. That's how it is this year. It's only Nitzavim. Second line, Hine. This patch is always read, the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah. When it says today, plain, it goes on the day of judgment of Rosh Hashanah, which is called again the word The source of this is in order three he brings a bunch of fancy Kabbalah books, but the source of this is the same Eve. I've turned this to you a few times that if the day comes, all the Malachim come and the Satan also comes. So on the words and the day came says the Targum. The day of great judgment. So Hayoyim goes on Rosh Hashanah. And the Rebbe says, six lines into the Maim, five lines into the Maim, the Rachmaim Ezzel, the Medrash says, on the Pasuk, Chayim Kol Chamayim, which is a different Pasuk, right? Atem, Hadveikim, Vashem, Alekeichem, Chayim Kol Chamayim. Hayoyim again goes on Rosh Hashanah. And the Medrash said, Afilu B'yayim Shikol Ha'ilam, Kol HaMesim. And the day when the whole of the world is Mesim, Atem Chayim, you will live. So Atam Eitzav Mayoy means that Yidin will always be there and all the other nations won't be there. Yidin are still going to be there. However, there's a catch. In order for Yidin to survive and to be there even on a date. When Kula Mesim Tzadachlias, it's necessary that there should be Kehem Shachakot. But the Pastor goes on to say, Kulcha means Jewish unity. All of Kal Yisrael should be Behiskalos in an integration. This and a unification. In other words, you should cease to see the differences between one Jew and the next. You see them, doesn't say as all the same, but as part of a oneness. We're talking different, but our distinctness, our individuality is blended, is woven together into such an achtos, thank you very much, that all you see is this achtos. But so when you have kulchem in a way of kemahachas in yatamitzav mayim, all you didn't stand together, which means as the medrash says, afilu b'shasha kula mesim. The rest of the world is mesim. Adam chayim, you didn't live. 
Okay, so we understand what it means. Rosh Hashanah, there is an idea of Hayyim Atem Chayim. You didn't live even when all the other nations don't. But the requisite that affects this is Kulchem. We have to be one. One, we don't see our differences. My question is, Masha what does it say right there in that Pasuk and the next several Pasuk? The Pasuk literally lists all ten classes. All ten classes of Jews are listed individually. By the way, I've counted it a hundred times and I only got nine. But I apparently don't know how to count. The Pesukim lists all, as they state in always in Svarim, and the source of this, by the way, is not Chesidus, I saw it in Abarbanel and others, that there's ten categories of Jews, if you'll count them, if you can find ten, I'd like to know what kind of category you're using. But it lists all the categories of Jews from Rashechem, Shiftechem, Zikneichem, Rashechem, Shiftechem, Zikneichem, Shetrechem, Tabchem, Rashechem, Gercha, Chetev, Etzer, Mecha. That's nine. But okay. I can't count. So the question is, if the entire point of this Maimed is to say all of us collectively, which clues all the various categories. Why does the Mamid then specify? It's called the ten categories of Jews. The question is compounded. We just explained that it's not only have all Jews, but their differences are woven together into a oneness. It doesn't only mean we have all types of Jews, but we should be one. Lattice, one unity. The details and the di- distinctions should be not felt. That according to this, it seems that by listing the specific categories of Jews, it's not only unnecessary, but it's the exact opposite of the point. Underlined, it's a contradiction. The idea of specifying the classes is not only not necessary, it's the opposite of the point. The whole point is to say that Rosh Hashanah, there are no classes. So why do you list the individual categories? Says the Rebbe, maybe the Pasuk tells you the ten categories, so you should know who's included. You shouldn't say, the lists all the classes. The purpose is not the individual categories. Each one is separately. To tell you what Kulchem means. You shouldn't think that Kulchem includes only the Vestach, the Orthodox or the Ultra Orthodox or the Haimis. It includes Kulchem, every kind of Jew. So the Teda tells you all ten categories to say all of these Yidden are a part of Kulchem. Says the Rebbe, because that was the intention. The Imkain, six lines under the paragraph, which was don't list all, list the highest, list the lowest, and say from the highest till the lowest, and we'll all understand that it includes all the intermediate categories, but when listing all of the categories is not only not necessary, but it's the opposite of the message, the theme of Kulchan. It's a very good kash. The fact that the title lists all ten classes, movement indicates... That the point is, not only to tell you what's included in Kulchem, but also to the individual categories, distinctly. In other words, this is what I want to teach you. That in the Pasuk, 
where you list all ten categories, which goes on Rosh Hashanah, Yeshna Beza, and Yad. There's two things. Number one, hey, no, Inyan, Achtas, Aklal, Beifin, the Kim the unification of the entire group is one Achtas, and at the same time, Beinitz Chalkos, Haprotim, Kolecha, Veecha, Befniatme, as well as each category is by itself. So Rebbe asks one question and doesn't really answer the question, but the question becomes the, the, the assertion, the argument of this moment. And that is that Rosh Hashanah is true, all of us are one, but in addition to all of us being one in a way that our distinctions and differences are unnoticed, we're also one in such a fashion that we are individuals. And Imaimed wants to understand why you need to have both ideas, and Imaimed gives a wonderful pshat. And the wonderful pshat is, I'm of course great at keeping secrets, so I will just do that right now. The wonderful pshat is as follows. How do you make many different beings one? What's the simplest way to make diverse creations one? The answer is overwhelm them. Bomb them. When you bring an energy, a light, a life, a force that's so strong that renders immaterial, that renders irrelevant the individuality, the personality, the character of the individual people, so they become one. But that means that it's at the expense of what they are. That's not Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is that there should be two things. We should remain our individual people. There should be a unifying force. And if it's going to be a unifying force, the taka has to be higher. But it has to be the kind of a unifying force that doesn't destroy. But a unifying force that in spite of the fact that we are different, and we have different personalities, and accordingly different purposes, and different missions, and different expectations, and different responsibilities, and all of that is maintained. We still remain ten kuchim, ten types of yidin. A koyach, or a light, or an, a chayis is added that affects a unity. But that the unity doesn't destroy our differences, it fills our differences. So the Tater says both things, because there's two messages. First of all, yidin should be echad. But that the echad is not at the expense of the ten but that it transforms the ten. This is the gist of the Maimed. This is really the gist of the Maimed. And the Maimed has two parts. The first half of the Maimed, which is from page Kuf Lamed Dalet, which is Sif Beis, all the way until page Kuf Lamed Vav, which is Sif Dalet, the Rebbe explains the individual distinct characters of each year. And from the bottom of Kuf Lamed Vav, from Sif Dalid and then Sif Hey, the Rebbe talks about the idea, and Vav also if you want, the Rebbe talks about the idea that the, in spite of the fact that we retain our individual identities, a higher light is added that creates a unity, but not a unity that destroys our individuality, but a unity that raises up and transforms our individuality. And that's what the Tehidah is teaching us. Every Jew remains an individual Jew with individual task. And the Achtos Yisrael, which is so necessary in Rosh Hashanah, makes him part of that unity in a way that his individuality is unnoticed, but not destroyed, raised up. Okay? And now we'll go some philosophy for the morning. Page Kuf Klamidal. And the Rebbe makes a point and repeats it four times. Same idea, four times. Ulahavinzeh, the answer to this question, is Yeshlahagdim, is based on the following idea. The Hine Yadua, it is known. What's the purpose of a person? To bring the light into the vessels as opposed to 
overwhelming the vessels, right? The light shouldn't destroy the vessels. The point of creation is to make for Hashem a home, but in the lowest world. And you can't make the Abish to the home in the lowest world if you destroy the world with light. And therefore, the beginning of making this world a home for the Abishtad, and the preparation for this, light going into vessels. So light going into vessels is a mystical, idea, mystical parallel to Hashem living in this world. Hashem lives in this world and does not destroy it. Light goes into vessels and don't destroy it. And the Rebbe goes into a whole mysticism, who the Rebbe, the Rebbe explains, light, which are revealed godliness. Their nature is to ascend to the source. And over it, an obvious connection to the Yemshtim. The vessels. They only emerge through an interruption and so forth. Vessels emerge in a hidden way. In other words, they come from Hashem in such a fashion that you don't see they come from the Yemshtim. As a result, light reveals the Yemshtim. Vessels. Hide the Abish that are opposites. And of course the question is, how can they join? The simple answer is, shine so much light that you'll obliterate the vessels. That's nice, but not the purpose. Actually it's not nice, it's chaotic, it's destructive. The Abish wants light should fill the vessels. So the Rebbe answers, the answer is, the light knows what's special about the vessel. That's number one. The light knows the special about the vessel. The vessel is lower than the light, but the less vessel is going to be Yavish into this world. By days of Pele Gam, the vessel will, the light then also affects by Kated the vessel itself. The vessel should know its might. There's two points. The, le- the light knows the advantage of the vessel, and the light helps the vessel see its own Maila. Two separate things. Because of these two aspect of enlightening and informing there could be a joining of light and vessels and the Rebbe explains at length that light reveals light announces itself and when it meets you it doesn't only announce itself it announces what you are light appreciates the Maila vessels that vessels has a higher source from Helen which is higher than Giloy and so forth and so on but vessels don't know what's special about them vessels think that they're lumps of clay pieces of rock. They don't know they're burning coals. They think they're rock. The light reveals to itself what's advantageous about the vessels. It reveals to the vessels and the vessels should know what's special about uh, themselves. Now we're going six lines from the end of the paragraph at the beginning of the line. This allows that light and vessels should fuse. Light wants to come down and enter into the vessels, even though for the light it's a yerida because of the advantage of the vessels. The keli wants to be raised up by the light. Each one is doing against its nature. The nature of light is to go away. The nature of vessels is to fall. Each one is doing against its nature because they see that through this they'll be able to fulfill the Abish's purpose. Vessels are bitter. Anything which is not itself. I skipped a line. The light is revealed its source. Last line in the paragraph. Lachain, this allows Ev Shalias, it permits his chabas, the Edas Vikalim, that light and vessels are able to fuse because light appreciates the mile of the Kali and the Kali appreciates the mile of itself. Now, it's strange to me, and I wrote it on the margin. This is based on Hemsh Chaim Beis. The end of the first Chedek Chaim Beis. And over there, the Rebbe says, light reveals, knows Mailas Kali, and Kali knows Mailas Ha'oyer. 
Here it doesn't say that. It says, Light knows Malasa Kaili, and it teaches Kaili the Mile of Kaili. Why the Rebbe does this, I'm sure there is a reason, but it escapes me. But the point that the Rebbe is trying to make is that the purpose of creation is not to bring the Abishtid into the world. The purpose of creation is to bring the Abishtid into the world, and the world should remain a world. And that's what light into vessels indicates. And this is why you have to have ten categories of Jews, because we each do this in a slightly different way. Give them. This coming together of light and vessels that seemed initially opposite and then turn out to be quite compatible. The divine names, because Havaya is Shade Shade, the divine name, the source of all the lights. And and you could make the case that Hashem and Elokim are enemies, they're opposites, they're in competition. So we say, that they're cooperating. The cooperation of Havai and Elokim is the source of the cooperation of Eir and uh, Keli. The, in Tanya, in Sharih chapter 6, yeah, the Altrava wants to prove what's called his Skalalosamidus. Skalalosamidus means that each one of the divine attributes is joined with all the others. And I'll give you a, a contrast. Is a malach named Mechol, a malach named Gavriel. I'm sorry for saying it this way, they can't stand each other. I don't mean they hate each other, they literally cannot stand it, they can't be together. Mechol's chesed makes Gavriel nervous, and Gavriel's gavura makes Mechol depressed. They can't be, it's impossible, they're opposites. Hashem makes peace between them. How? He overwhelms them. Mechol is dimichold. Gavriel is the Gavriel, so if Mechol is not Mechol, Gavriel is not Gavriel, because in the presence of the Abish, everything is bottled. You have, that's, not, that's not peace. Mm-hmm. You know, there's an expression that he's saying, like, it's a decent blood, I'm not Shalom. We'll spill blood, but there'll be peace. <laughs> that's not peace. By Malacha, that's the only kind of peace you could have, because Malacha Maryesh. By Sphiris, by godliness, and by Yidin also, the Shalom Yisrael, it's very different. We don't say, don't get along, there's a higher force which bittles them into cooperation. Each one has within itself its counterpart. And getting along with a fellow is not about being bittled, it's about revealing the inner unity you have with the other. Right? This is the idea, not what he says in Tanya Gersakedis Yud Gimel. Yud Beis is Malachim. Yud Gimel is about Neshamis in Tanya in the letters. That uh, Hillel and Shammai. Hillel has a little of Shammai. Shammai has a little of Hillel. Not because Hillel wants to make Shammai feel good and Shammai wants to make Hillel feel good so they're cooperating. But because Hillel is a Jew, is not a Malach. Shammai is a Jew, not a Malach. Every Jew includes all Jews. So then the unity is not a forced unity. It's not the superimposed unity. It's a natural unity. So here's the, in the language of Kabbalah. Havayin al-Kim, a Malachim or Sfiris. If Havayin al-Kim are angels, they're at war. Now, the Abishta can control them, but they're two competing forces. And the Tere says, Avayin Elokim are not Malachim, Avayin Elokim are Svidas. Svidas are one. So it's not that Pshat Hashem makes Hashem and Elokim get along. Hashem and Elokim are the Abishta's right hand and left hand. Nobody has to negotiate between the right hand and the left hand, unless a person is terribly, terribly ill. Because they're naturally one. They say different things, but on behalf of the same Abishta. So just like we said in Oides and Caleb, that it's not a forced unity. It's a harmony because each one knows the mile of the next. 
The same is true of Avayin Elokim. Last line on page Kuf Lamedal Dvelachid Mitzad Inyan Hayichot. When you consider the unity of Hashem and Elokim, Nasa Inyan Chabrat Eres Vekelim Light and the vessels become one. And he brings the pasuk Kishemesh Umagei Navayin Elokim. The Eibishter is a combination of a sun and a shield. A shield has two effects on the sun's light. Number one, which it covers over the most intense rays of the sun's light. But at the same time, by hiding the essence of the light. reveals the light below. The sun is blocked partially by the shield. Why? Because the shield is not the enemy of the sun. The shield is the enemy of the sun. Either the sun would shine fully or the shield would conceal it fully. What does this partial shining indicate? Hine, Cain, who gamba, Hashem is Havayev Elokim. The same is true of the divine names Hashem and Elokim. Hashem Elokim, Master of Eid Hashem Elokim. Although Elokim is hiding godliness, five lines in the top. Ayadei Zapel Sheyihi Gilead Havayev Elokim is simultaneously revealing. And the reason for this is, is as follows: Hine, In Yinzei Ni B'Derechis Gabbos. This is not a fight. Malachim fight. Lakus doesn't fight. Shem is gabbat with the other that one wins over the other. The Imken, because they were actually in a fight. The reality should be, sometimes Havaya should win altogether. The revelation should be infinite. Sometimes revelation of the divine name of Elohim. Everything should be hidden and concealed. And neither is true. Havaya never wins totally, and Lakim never wins totally. There's a compromise. Why? Says the Rebbe Lakiva, since the fact is, Elakim simultaneously limits the flow of divine light, but reveals some of it. This proves that this is not a fight. They're in harmony. And the same is true of Eres and Caleb. Eres and Caleb are not a competition. One wins and the loses. They're both to the right arm, the left arm of the Abishad, and they get along. Venimza five lines from the bottom. The light needs the vessels, the vessels need the light. does not hide Avaya, it hides and reveals. Okay, second line from the bottom. thus, each one has a kavan of the opposite. So we have two examples. Eris and Kalim and Avaya and Elakim. And Eris and Kalim and Avaya and Elakim says Rebbe are not competing forces. Their right hand and the left hand, they get along, they have harmony. Because the purpose is not that a Lakim should destroy Havaya, hide it totally. Or that a Lakim should destroy a Lakim by shining totally, but that the light of God should shine into the vessels of Shem and Lakim. So far, so good? Now goes the third model of the same thing. Where does the Kabbalistic beginning of this? There's a first symptom which blocks the light. There's a kav which reveals a limited light. They're not in a fight. They're two sides of the same Abishta's will. The Hine. Kavona The Abishta hides his light. And in that case, Itaka hides it altogether. Not in part. It's for the sake of revelation. That although Tzimtzum Harishin is Silak Gamri, the Kavona Bashvila Gili. Five lines from the bottom. Same is true of the godliness. The Kav knows my point is not to shine, my point is to shine into the vessels. Which is achieved through the symptom, second line from the bottom of the Kav, still in Yoni Yogil, the point is revelation. Because the Kav, 
is coming from Ein Sof. So it's pointless to reveal, but it's pointless to reveal in such a way that the count will come up. And the last words on the line say, Venimtza. Last words, therefore. Shebetzimtzum yesh. Top of Kuflam Bava. The Tzimtzum has Kavonas Hagiloi. The intent of revelation is in the Tzimtzum. Ubekav Negachina. Tzimtzum, the Kav feels the need for containment. So these three forms, Oiren, Keli, Avayin, Elikim, Kav, and Tzimtzum, all saying the same thing in three different ways, different forms that we have not two competing forces that are reaching a compromise, but two harmonious forces that are achieving a purpose, which is to reveal the Eibishtet in vessels in a limited way. Next paragraph is the fourth way to say it. This is a person's life. In order to affect that there should be. It's a union of the godly and divine animal souls. Because he says again, Godly soul and animal soul are opposites. And by the way, the godly soul and the animal soul are much bigger opposites than Kavin Simtsum, than Avayin Elakim, and even Nevis and Kim. Why? Because those three systems are Kedusha and Kedusha. This is good guys and bad guys. Cops and robbers, yeah? Kedusha and Klippa. Says the Rebbe, even in Kedusha and Klippa, the purpose, the Abish, to create a Klippa, is to transform it into good. So even there, not only will you have compromise, but you'll have peace. The divine souls ascending like fire, which rises out of the and the animal spirit their opposites, more opposites than Aiden Kaili, more opposites than Avayan Alikim, and certainly more opposites than Kavanin Sof and Simpson Mikomakavan he the purpose. Why the Abish created a being of Klipa is to transform the animal soul to godliness. We should serve Hashem with our neshama through our body and our animal soul. Says the Rebbe. How does it happen? Because the Nevesh Kiss knows the miles that are Nevesh Bahamas. Number one, Nevesh Bahamas has very high sparks. Number two, the nature of Nevesh Bahamas is bitter. And therefore, they too are joining. And I'm repeating to you again, there's a chiddush here. and Kalim are both Kedusha. Avayin are certainly both Kedusha. Kavit Simtsum also both Kedusha. Here we're talking about Kedusha and Klippa. On a Shama versus a Behemoth. Nevertheless, they are both designed for cooperation, and because they're both designed for cooperation, the Nevishal Kiss can appreciate the Mazda and Nevishal Bahamas, do what he needs to do, and join with him. Now, everything we just said is the first half of the Maimon. And everything we just said points to one thing. The Abish doesn't only want godliness, he wants godliness in a world. But that in order to have godness in the world, the godness must be somewhat contained and limited. Dalat, Vihine. Now that ever changes his mind. Inyan and the aforementioned idea. That the animal soul transforms the godly soul into holiness is the idea of Islam The two opposites are meeting. Correct? But in order for the two opposites to meet, they must be compatible. In order for them to be compatible, they must have a relative limit, a sameness. Last word on the line, three lines into the paragraph, Omnam, however. Yadua, it is known. And I never met Mr. Yadua, by the way, I've been looking for him for years. Shetachat the purpose is, love that we should reach, lebechines, ratzen, poshot, shalom, That a yid should serve Hashem, not at a level of reason, where light are reasonably going into vessels, but that a yid should serve the abish at a level of will, which is beyond reason. It is the kingdom beyond light and vessels. This does not mean that you're going to bring down infinite will. An infinite will is so strong that it won't shine into the vessels. It will pulverize them. It will obliterate them. That would not be. 
Ella, but rather, page Kuflam Edvav, eight lines from the bottom of the page. That even the infinite will of Hashem, which is naturally beyond vessels, Yum Shach Bekelem, which we brought into vessels, Edith became light into vessels. Ella, it is only Sha'edith Bekelem, Yifluk Fishtach, Leaves Adarat, that when the infinite will of Hashem is revealed in the vessels, the vessels are able to contain it. But the point is the vessels should utilize what the will gave it to serve Hashem on a level of will. In other words, you have a finite service, mind and heart. You have an infinite service will. That will is not overwhelming you, it is filling you. And now you have to use your mind to choose that over a reasonable level of service. Five lines in the bottom. This is a gift from Hashem. We cannot earn this. A person that cannot reach us by himself. To serve Hashem in a limited way, we can and must do on our own. To serve Hashem in an infinite way is a matana from the Ebishtu. And the Rebbe says, This means four lines in the bottom. You do, I do, we do our service in our own limited ways. To transform the animal soul into holiness. In other words, the animal faculties, only with godliness. which is something. each one of us reach it on our own. the then gives you in a transcendent way will, which is called matana. It's a work of a gift. You work to get to this point. Beyond this point is a gift. We serve Hashem in a limited way, and then Hashem gives us infinity. So you can think about the Pasuk. Each one of us serving Hashem in a limited way. Above and beyond that is a matana from the Eibishter, which is a reward for each one of us serving Hashem in our limited way, called Kulchem, that into our minds, hearts, and senses comes down the infant will of Hashem, and it makes sense to us. Right? And the Rebbe explains. On page Kuf Lamed Zayin, he gives a medrash. At the medrash says, Kli Reikon Machsik, Kli Moliyani Machsik. By people, if you want to put something in a vessel, it has to be empty. If it's full, it spills out. By the Eibish, it's Faket. Kli Moli Machsik, a full vessel is not able to hold. And the Rebbe goes into a beautiful husband. He says, what does it mean if I'm a full vessel I can't hold? I'm full of tithes. If my interest in Gashmi is for Gashmi's sake, if my interest in Gashmi is for desire's sake, he says, even if I need them, but certainly if I don't need them, that makes me full of tithes. Being full of tithes makes it impossible to be full of alakus because they're opposites. But if I'm a klidekon, I don't focus on tithes. I need gashmis. And I tell the Abish I need gashmis. But I tell I need the Abish I need gashmis to be able to serve him. So when I am telling the Abish that the gashmis that I want and need is to be able to serve you, then I'm a klidekon. I'm an empty vessel. I'm able to be max. The Rebbe says, let me give you an example for this from physical panos. How does physical panos mean? Work. The harder you try, this is a simplification of incredible magnitude, the less you have. Because if you want, they said, the Matthias of Yid is Ruchnius. When a Yid wants Gashmias, he's shutting his keli down. Mm-hmm. When a Yid says, I want Gashmias to be able to serve the Eibishter, and that's what Itaka means, he becomes not only a keli for Gashmias, he becomes a keli for Gashmias, an even of Beligavul, the Rebbe says. Because Ruchnius is Beligavul. The Rebbe brings on page Kuflamat Chesim another Maimed that there's something called higher than space. Higher than space, many different things can occupy the same space. When a Yid doesn't want Gashmias for Gashmias' sake, but for the sake of Avedas Hashem, he becomes a Kaili for himself. So when it comes to Panasa Gashmias, what's the best way to, to get a lot of Panasa Gashmias? 
that you shouldn't be interested in the Gashmias al Gashmias, you should be interested in the Gashmias al Ruchnias. Says the Rebbe, if that's the case, how much more so if a Yid wants Ruchnias? His Gashmias has to be for the right reasons. Clear Eikon, when you're empty from desires of Gashmias strictly, for Gashmias sake, Machazik, then you can have Gashmias, and then you can have Ruchnias as well. But this is limited. That's level one. Then there is Midas HaKadosh Baruch Midas Klim Malay Machzik. By the Eibishar, only when the vessel is full does it hold. In other words, when you filled yourself with Yiddishkeit, Teide, Mitzis HaLakus, according to your limitations, the Eibishar gives you what is beyond that. So you see in this Madrish, the same thing you're seeing in the interpretation of this Pasuk. There needs to be vessels. There needs to be a Lakim, there needs to be Tzimtzum, because the Eibishar doesn't want to destroy his world. He wants to transform, fill, inspire, transform his world. So the Abisha says, you be individuals. And serve Hashem in a finite way. And when you do this properly, I'll give you b'matona, what you cannot get yourself, what he calls the Ratzna Poshet, or the Kulchem Milmailam. Bottom of Kuflamet Ches, please. Bottom of Kuflamet Ches. Psivvo, v'hinen. Shem sh'aveda protes dekolachem v'echet. Just as in our personal lives. Yesh na'aveda be'efen sh'azchabes eiz v'kelem. There's the reasonable, limited work of joining the Neshama and the group. This is a super reasonable kind of service. Top of page, Kuflametes now. So when it comes to all of us together, there's two things. Second line. Putting light in the vessels, which is limited, in as much as putting light in the vessels are. How many different types of vessels are there? How does the Jew answer a question? With a question. How many different types of vessels are there? How many different types of Jews are there? We're all individuals. Second line for the end of the paragraph, and above and beyond the individual avoidah. Yesh beyond limits, Yubchin is believable, where there's no differences. But if the Abishta gave us the second without the first, it would mean that it would destroy us. And the purpose is not to destroy, the purpose is to inspire, to fill, to transform, and to elevate, and so forth. So, this is what happens to Rosh Hashanah. Second line from the full paragraph, we bring down a basic energy. From the highest level. We serve Hashem as a unit. Like it says in the seed, the basis for the Ebishter's greatest brachas is Achtas Yisrael. Next line. It's necessary to have the idea of Atom itself Mukulchem, we're all as one, the Lechi Lukamadregis, no differences. Amnam, however, that's only on the Shashan itself. Shashan, we're so holy, we're all one. Kivan Shakavan, he the point is. Shatiyam Shachas, Edis Bekalim Dafka, that we should bring light in the vessels. Lachin Mamshakas, the pause is here. Rosh Hashanah, be one. After Rosh Hashanah, bring that unity into your diversity. Shakavani, he the point is. Shati am shachas edes bekelim daf where the light be brought into vessels. Lachid mamshachakos the tailor then continues and says Rashechem shiftechem vegamer shezehu eifan aveid shetzarachliyes meshakalashan. Rosh Hashanah we're all one. The rest of the year we're all distinct and diversified and individual and into our personalities and our personal relationship. But the Eibush do we bring this infinite light? The kivan and since shakavani he that the point is. Into the vessels. We should bring a light which is beyond vessels. Right? So therefore, after you say everybody as one, you list the individual groups. Now, what's the problem with the shtickle? 
The problem with the shtickle is that this conclusion is exactly the opposite of the order in the Maimed. What's the Maimed's order? First serve Hashem in a limited way. First make a vessel. Then you bring in a finite light. Then you bring in infinite light. In the end of the Maimed, he says, forget. Rosh Hashanah, you start with the cloud. And you go with the cloud from the Pratim. And if you can give me a, a comprehensive answer to this question, I'll be very happy because I don't have an answer. And the Rebbe says, How do you do unity on Rosh Hashanah? Kiyadua, ten lines from the end of the Maimed, it's known. Every day a Jew needs Kabbalah Sel. But every day Kabbalah Sel means Hashem gives me a mitzvah and I do it. Rosh Hashanah has Kabbalah Sel also. Rosh Hashanah is not about mitzvahs. We say to the Abish that I'll do whatever you tell me. This is called Kabbalah Sel Klali, an all-encompassing basic Kabbalah Sel. And the second is called the Kabbalah Sel Prati, a specific Kabbalah sale connected to individual mitzvahs. Shabadesh Hashanah on Rish Hashanah itself, mitzvahs hayei mi Kabbalah sale. The mitzvah of is accepting the yoke. For who we in Kabbalah sale klolos shalom ayla mitah vadas. It's an acceptance of the yoke which is basic and higher than reason. Shazal vaydu b'chidus klal. And the Rebbe said, this is why the Friedrich Rebbe said that the 48 hours of Rosh Hashanah you have to use every second. Don't waste any second. You should be busy with what? Saying Asius Tayrat Fil and saying Tilim, five lines from the end, Vitama Dover who white Tilim. When you're saying words of Tilim, Kulam Shavim, the difference between one Jew and the next is intellectualism and emotion and things like this. But when it comes to saying words, we're all the same. Three lines from the bottom. This is serving Hashem in a basic way, which is above detail. And this higher than reasonable service and Koyach is brought down. Bring individual of the whole year. So there is a bit of a controversy in this Maimah, or complexity. The whole Maimah says, in order not to be overwhelmed and destroyed, you have to start first with the vessels, and the limited Avaidah, and then go to the infinite Avaidah. But in the Pshat and the Pasuk, the Rebbe actually says it the other way around. So we have what to do for homework. But 